Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast. We are a collective of simple churches bringing hope to our cities. Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast, where we look to help others multiply disciples right where they're at. I'm Joe Camerlingi alongside Brent Hofen, and we're just a couple of disciples in the Pacific Northwest who are looking to practice our discipleship, our following of Jesus daily, and help you do the same. So welcome in this week, uh, Brent. It's been an interesting week for for the both of us, uh, but we're back. Yes, yes, yes. And we have some fresh stories of ways that God's working as we be obedient. That's yes. exciting. And it, yep. And we, so we ran through the seven sales to start uh, this and kick off this podcast of Sent to Share. Remember, com. That's the number two in the middle of that to check out more of the podcast, the materials. Uh, but we wanted to dive in deeper. We're going to be going through those seven spiritual disciplines, practices that we do weekly, and take each one and dive in deeper. And so we've kind of done going out amongst the lost because it's always, whether you're starting or you're continuing on, one of the more difficult ones to really look at and and kind of just do. <laughs> the other ones mm-hmm. sometimes seem maybe a little more manageable. But last week we talked about a few of the things and helping each other out uh, when it comes to going out amongst the law, some ideas, things to get you started. This week we wanted to dive in a little deeper to how do we share in our spiritual giftings and use them together to see the kingdom of God multiply around the world. And uh, we're going to start with Ephesians, and it's Ephesians 4, 11. I chose the ESV. Brent, do you want to read that out and then we can both dive into it? Yeah, here we go. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Powerful. It is. And I love that the beginning is the part that many of us know. Now, I feel like I've kind of rediscovered this scripture. Thanks in part, you may hear us mentioned uh, the team with uh, Casey Underground and some of them. I felt like I rediscovered this scripture, but I love the closing part that, that we forget of this whole body joined together, every joint working properly, and it makes it grow and builds itself up in love. It's building the kingdom mm. through these beginning giftings that he talks about that Jesus provided for the church. Yeah. And, you know, even reading it again now, it's the words that jump out to me are so different than even two years ago. <laughs> Like, you know, that it's to equip us so that we're not lame, that we're not weak in an area, but we're all strong and we're mature and we're not, um, you know, we're not carried around by to and fro by this and that and all kinds of other things. There's just so much like depth and foundation that's built through this. And it's, it's something that, man, if we get it, it's going to benefit every one of us. 
And the reason we chose this scripture and how it fits about going out amongst the lost is that there's this common thought of like, well, it's only so-and-so who does evangelizing, or it's only the pastor or the elders or whoever it might be. And I think as you discover this passage and maybe discover some things about these spiritual giftings and how this all works together, I think it unlocks a world of like how we come together and we're all playing our part and we're all doing things that have to do with all of these to make the body grow. And I wanted to start before we get into APEST, which is the the acronym for those, right? Apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher, and just some of those giftings, some of the ones we have. Uh, the most common thing that I either shared or I heard from other people or when I was looking at people when it comes to discipleship that gets brought up is, you know, how can I make disciples? I'm an introvert. You know, I can't make them. I, you're an oh, extrovert. Joe, I've never heard that from anybody <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if, if we had 10 cents for every time, we might be able to uh, retire. But uh, it's so I wanted to just dive in quickly extroversion versus introversion. And I think we often confuse it. And I saw several different things and, you know, but I think this one best summed it up. It just says it refers to how we receive energy. So extroverts are energized by socializing in larger groups of people, having many friends instead of a few intimate ones, while introverts are energized by spending time alone or with a smaller group of friends. So both have to deal with friendship. It's just whether when we're in a larger group, whether we get that energy from it or if that takes energy from us, but also smaller groups can give introverts energy. So when it comes to discipleship, this fits and doesn't fit. It doesn't mean that only extroverts go out and have the conversations. It's just how you're going to interact and know that, yes, I may be introverted, but if I'm out with a two by two, I might gain energy from this smaller group and having a conversation with one person and and God, he's he's kind of smart. I don't know if you know this, Brent, but he sometimes <laughs> will send you as someone who's kind of shy or maybe introverted to have a spiritual conversation with someone else who is as well, whether it's at work or some of those things. So it kind of applies in some sense when in, in understanding which one you are, but it doesn't apply the way most people think it applies when it comes to going out amongst the lost and discipleship. Yeah, and I think the key to this is, it was right there at the beginning of Ephesians 4. It says, he gave the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to, and here's the big word of the day, equip, equip the saints. None of us, regardless of whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, are exempt. Like you don't get a, like, I don't have to do this because this isn't my personality card. Those do not exist in Jesus's kingdom. Uh, what he asks us to do is the same for every disciple of Jesus. So I think just from a super practical standpoint, if you are an introvert, you should pray and ask God to bring an extrovert into your life to go out among the lost with. And likewise, if you are an extrovert, you probably shouldn't go out among the lost with another extrovert because you're going to be battling each other for and vying for time. And I'm not saying it, it would never work, but I just think it's more difficult. We are actually made to build one another up, but not for like, Hey, Joe, you don't get to, you don't have to do this because I'm going to do it all or vice versa. That's not what it's meant because the word equip is 
definitely showing us that it's for building up the entire body so that we all attain it together. Exactly. And I, I want to go into some of these. I think that a pest model gives us, and from what I've heard, and uh, gives us a good idea of each one of the giftings. Now, we're not going to go diving into all of them right now fully, but um, some of them are more people who are outspoken. I think sometimes let's, I want to move away from extrovert and introvert because I think introvert because that, that, that energy level, but some things are more outspoken. Some are more quiet oriented, if you will. And that's how I think we can view them working like apostles and prophets and evangelists tend to be this idea of more outspoken and in, they each have their their own way of that, but I I think we Do you know anybody had, like that? I'm Joe. Not not one. And on this podcast, you have two people who don't fit. I mean, any. have you ever been annoyed by an apostle before? <laughs> I plead the fifth, Your Honor. I plead the fifth. <laughs> well, we we're going to joke about it, but I, I want to dive into that. So as I understood how the giftings work, so I'll say we believe I I believe this that. All five giftings are within us. Mm -hmm. I believe Jesus is all five to the fullest. And I've heard that again. I'm I'm crediting some of those guys with the underground with sharing some of this and hearing that uh, with Casey Underground. And I'm like, okay, that starts to make sense. And I see that in this scripture. You see it right before this when it talks about Jesus as the head and having all five of those. However, we have ones that are more dominant within us, that we relate to more, that we practice more on a regular basis. For me, it's evangelist and shepherd and understanding what those are. I could so see, because we think of evangelism as just street corner stuff. Well, that's, 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 you know, who an evangelist is. And it's no, it's actually interesting. The reason I fit is because uh, people and my wife, number one, will tell you when I read something (laughs) and I think it's cool, I want to share it. And sometimes she doesn't want to hear it. Okay, most of the time she doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> but it's like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, I just read this. This is this is amazing. I, I, I want to share it with someone. And so it's this idea of a new idea, something cool that you heard or you read. You're you're someone who likes to share in that. And so I saw myself in that. I, I just love to do it. And then the shepherding side is the idea that you kind of protect people. You kind of go, oh, but what about people? Oh, this is a great idea, but how are the people going to receive it? How are the people going to do it? What, what are, where, you know, who, how are we going to get everyone involved in all of this? And there was the kind of shepherding side. And what I thought was neat was I think we kind of share in some of them. But the shepherd and the apostle are kind of like two ends of the spectrum. And it wasn't until I heard that of like when we would have team meetings and I would be silent and the shepherd usually just absorbs things. They kind of like, okay, I like this. I understand. I'm not sure about it, but people. And and Brent would be sharing this from his apostle gifting and probably (laughs) look at me going – what is going on in this man right now? Is he on this team? Is he awake? What is what is going on in that head of his right now? When in reality, Joe was like, what is going on with him? <laughs> <laughs> and we had others who were like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm just thinking, okay, but people, how are we going to do this? Okay, how, like the, the, what is, how is this all going to work? And it's understanding that. Now, that doesn't mean that I can't 
um, share in, in, in getting excited about some of this. It doesn't mean that I don't have some of those. It just means my first and natural reaction is going to be like, okay, how do we get people involved? But I also want to say that that can be one of the ways that I can, uh, also use my shepherding as a, as a, I don't want to say downfall, or I can overdo it is I can protect people from hearing what they need to hear. Or in this case, like we just said, like, oh, not everyone's, you know, outgoing and stuff like that. That just doesn't fit their personality. As a shepherd, I can overprotect instead of saying, hey, how do I get you to see that you're a disciple of Jesus and that you can multiply disciples of Jesus and you can have spiritual conversations and you can talk to people you don't know with the giftings you have. And that's Mm -hmm. what's changed for me as a shepherd, whereas before I was just kind of like, this is all crazy now. <laughs> you know, when you're talking, we didn't talk about bringing this up, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. I'm going to take a rest because I'm an apostle. Um, so I remember a meeting that, that we were in and it was early on. We were casting vision for disciple making. We were changing essentially our philosophy of ministry as an entire church. And Joe was in the meeting and it was one of those meetings where you were quiet for a very long time. But uh, what you did is, is you you finally spoke up. And then you brought a perspective that was completely foreign to me. Like I had never even thought of it from the perspective that you brought it up or how other people might perceive it. And you brought a perspective to the table that was to me as a person who has a different gift set, that was something that I never would have come up with on my own. But here was the beauty of it. You didn't bring up the perspectives so that you could say, I'm out, I'm not doing this. You brought up the perspective just because you were like, I'm in, I'm doing this and I'm going to bring my gift and my perspective to the table. And I think it's helped us over time shape where we made some mistakes at the beginning because we didn't include the full spectrum of God's body and his gifting into the process. I don't know if you remember that or not. I remember several of them, but I remember a couple of <laughs> She's like, I remember one. dozens of those meetings. You think I only remember one? <laughs> I have them all listed here in alphabetical order. Let's go through them. Um, no, because I, I, it, it's like a couple of them blend together. But as, so apostles kind of as that gifting goes is the 10,000 foot view. The we uh, catalytic leaders. And I still have that. I think evangelists can fall under that category of like, we want to share a catalytic leader as someone. We have this cool new idea, but apostle is very big picture of like, Hey, this is important. This is from God. And I think that was the difficulty for both of us early on is like, I think, yeah, I guarantee, I didn't think I know Brent's hearing from God and changing the direction of this, but I'm like, okay, I'm excited. I've seen this coming before I even met him. I see some, a lot of this, but it was kind of like this idea of how are we going to do this? <laughs> how are we getting, like, it was just that part of it. And part of it is you don't need to know. God doesn't need to tell you <laughs> that kills the shepherd in you. Cause you're kind of like, how am I going to get to this, to the people? And God's like, don't worry about that sort of thing. Yes. I want you to, on a micro level, see those, some of those things, but it's like, and, and how we support each other. And I think that's the beauty of it now is I think there's a little crossover in the evangelist kind of gifting, if you will. But 
the shepherd and the apostle, we just work because it's kind of like, okay, Brent has this idea or, or you push and I can push my, it helps push me outside of my comfort zone and boundaries into some of those other giftings that Mm -hmm. I don't often use that I have. Again, they're within me. They're not as strong as the other ones. And you kind of help draw that out. And then there's times where I'm kind of like, okay, Brent, this is a great idea. How do we, here's what, here's some of the things that I'm hearing from other people. How can we talk to them? How can we help them on a, on a smaller level? And I think that's been the beauty of it. Yeah. So just real fast, Joe, we didn't talk about this either, but I'm going to put you on the spot. If you had to just in a phrase or two max describe each one of the gifts and like, you know, define it out. How would you, how would you define each one of these apostle? big idea leader, the person who is just, uh, sees about 10 steps ahead. They're, they're just this big idea. They can see what God wants in, in a, and and it's a much usually bigger idea than what the individual person can normally digest. And so they see that. Yeah. Okay. Prophet. I love this one because I didn't understand it. And I came back to understand it and talking to prophets. People often think it's speaking into the future of people's lives. And, and we saw prophets do that from time to time, but I like the idea of bringing people back of going like, Hey, time out here. What does the word say? And like, okay, yeah, no, it does say that we're, we're kind of, we're getting a, we're getting into this like the weeds of things, if you will. Maybe too much strategy or like ideas on that. A prophet is someone who brings someone back into simplifying the word. Yeah, and I always think of that one too. Like the word has already been given to us, and it's still being spoken, but it has always to do with the word of the Lord. So like, it can be what's been spoken or what he's speaking now, but guarantee it's not your words. <laughs> it's the words of the Lord. That's good. Okay. Evangelist. Like a person who just sees something new and cool idea and says, I can't not share this. Like, I can't, like I, I, I have to tell other people about this. They have to know about what I just read. It's going to change their lives. Yeah. Cause it's good news. It's good news. <laughs> Shepherd. <laughs> Uh, just a protector of people, of people's feelings and their thoughts is they think of that first. They think of like, oh, how is this person going to receive something and are they going to be able to do something with it? So they're always thinking in terms of just maybe individual people rather than they see an individual person representing a larger gathering rather than seeing a huge gathering. They see that individual mm-hmm. person in, in each type, if you will. Yep. But are still willing to use the shepherd's crook if they need to, you know, the, the part that goes around the neck <laughs> right on Yanks. and teachers and teachers. This is another one. Again, we see it as, you know, someone who's just up there teaching all the time, but I think it's someone who can, um, like the prophet, see the word a little bit. And I think just bring back maybe just something small for some person of like asking the right question at the, at the right time. Whereas the shepherd might see like, Ooh, how are the people going to receive this? I think the teacher helps that individual go, well, have you thought about this? If you're like this, 
have you thought about applying the word in this way or whatever it might be? I think teaching just in little ways of simple questions and simple things that help people actually apply what mm-hmm. they're what they're seeing into their life. That's good. That's good. Great way to go. I put you on the spot. You nailed them. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have notes here. There, I have a cheat sheet. No, <laughs> no I, I do. I think I think back to um, the thankfulness of reading that. And if you haven't gone, I'm trying to remember. We'll post. We can post the the website in the notes where you actually go through and discover which spiritual giftings do I have the strongest in me. I think is a big mm-hmm. step. And we'll put that. We'll that's our kind of our challenge at the end. I got ahead of myself a little bit, but reading about them really helped me. And I don't know, I was going to ask you about that and in even seeing others like prophets, like I listened to a, a man who was a prophet and talk about how normally that gifting is hidden within the church because a, it's always going to be like, uh Oh, what is this guy going to say? Um, and most often it's not that it's, it's a simple word of like, um, directly to one person or one idea. And I think it's just a lot of these giftings have been buried in our Mm -hmm. traditional Western culture of a church and haven't been celebrated. And therefore, I don't think people know a lot of what they're strong at and what they need to get better at. Maybe it was not their strongest. Yeah. And I think prophets too will often bring um, the word of the Lord in a way that's unknown to the people who are receiving it. And that's not always a bad thing. You know, like sometimes we think, oh, you know, it's the wrath of God. That's not, that's not the only role of a prophet. That's just one of the roles of a prophet. And I think sometimes they will bring the unknown word of the Lord, which could be a word of encouragement, the unknown word of the Lord, which could be a word of healing, you know, and, but they're always bringing forth, um, the power of the living active word of God and, the different roles that that can play in our lives, which sometimes and biblically is often it does address things that we're not doing right as well. So that's one of the reasons I think that people are like, Oh, stay away from the prophets. They're going to call out my sin. (laughs) Well, if you have sin, it probably needed to be called out anyway. So <laughs> coming out anyways, <laughs> um, I want to apply this to, to why going out, it's going out amongst lost. Well, let's start. It's important in our micro churches and our groups that we help each other discover these giftings. But when it goes out to coming or when it comes to going out amongst the lost, you said something there. I remember going out with a group one time. This is before I fully understood DMM and we went out there and, uh, this was long before actually we met and and I was, and someone said, I, I'm going to go talk to this woman. We were doing a prayer walk and he went up to her and he was just having a conversation. He's like, do you like art? And she's like, yeah. He's like, I don't know. I just got this sense that you, you know, love this and there's something more that you can do with it. And he had this conversation and I, I believe in that moment, it was kind of a prophet type moment where he was hearing from the Holy spirit. Now, again, it doesn't mean as I go out, I can't hear. It's just, I know I'm really weak in that area. And I want, I've been praying about having someone who's good about going out, who helps it in me to stop and say, wait a minute here. You might be charging in to have these conversations in a different place, but why don't we listen? And I might have a word of knowledge that helps me have the conversation or helps you have the conversation with the person. If that person's Mm -hmm. kind of like, I don't know to share it. You bring them along. You get better at something you're not actually 
doing well. And then they can learn of like, hey, maybe I get boldness and courage from going out with this other person to actually share that with other people. But it might start with sharing it with you. That's good. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect example, Joe, of like, you know, whoever that was that has having that conversation received a fresh word from the Lord regarding that person's life and something that mattered to them. And it's like, we're not alone. Like when Jesus gave the great commission, he said, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. It's almost like, oh yeah, I'm going to give you these apostles, these prophets, these evangelists, these shepherds, and these teachers, because you're not alone. And I'm going to bring the equipping through the power of the Holy spirit, even to help us do these things. I'll give one more story. Uh, just a few months ago, we were out and we were doing basically an apartment complex, trying to have spiritual conversations, encourage neighbors, pray for people. And we really just were not having a lot of people who were open. It wasn't bad because it's never as bad as you think it's going to be, but it wasn't like we weren't particularly finding, you know, like we've talked about on this podcast, people who are persons of peace, who were open, welcoming, letting us, you know, have access to their lives. So we just paused for a moment to pray. And out of that, I believe one of the gals in the group who didn't really even know fully that they had the gift of prophecy, but I'm certain after going out with them that they have the gift of prophecy because you could see the gift, you know, evident in their life. We finished praying. I said, Hey, do anyone feel like the Lord told them anything that would help us? It was as simple as that. And she goes, yeah, I know this is weird, but I felt like the Lord told us that we needed to go to the apartment with a lamp on. And so we all started looking around and there was only one apartment from where we were standing that had the blinds open and there was a lamp in the window. And I was like, I guess let's go over there. We knock on the door and it was the only person of peace that we found the entire time that we were there. And you know, it's like the, it was like the Lord actually wants to help us. And that to me, that's another example of somebody who was, you know, speaking a fresh word that the Lord had given him right there and out of that prayer time. It's just a, I, this is such a cool story, and I, I, I kind of remember it. But then every time you tell it, I just think of how cool that is. Those little things and in, in God being with us and showing up, and as that scripture says, using the whole body together mm-hmm. to come together. And I think that's if I have a, a final thought before the challenge. And we love to have final, final, final thoughts. So if you think <laughs> you're down to the final one, there's like six more to go. But as uh, that when we're going out is to be aware of how we can help each other for the beginning part of it. And I know a lot of people that are shy. I've mentioned before kids, people I know that have been out and how do we help them? I think of that of like, Oh, well, if I start a conversation, maybe that person begins their journey as a disciple of being the follow-up person or joining in later, or if I soften some ground as, as uh, using the gifting of evangelism of sharing this thing I learned might help someone else come in where they didn't have to start the conversation that time. And then as they grow and they become a little more confident of like, okay, you know, that's not my main gifting, but I can in certain situations use evangelism. I can have a conversation with someone I don't know, and I can find people that God wants me to talk to. I think it's just so helpful in bringing people along. I don't know about you. I think I've learned that is like, there's just times where I may charge ahead and I'm not actually equipping anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm just expecting and not equipping. And so how to do that. And that story is a great example of it. Of it is just kind of like, okay, how do we help the people around us as we're going out amongst the lost and help them just have a small victory 
and celebrate yeah. a small win. If you're out there and you've never gone before, awesome. That's great. And how do we build off of that together so that we're doing it together? Yeah. And this scripture, I mean, just as a reminder to us, it says, until we all attain. Like this doesn't happen overnight, but if we're aware that we are being built up, it's a building process and we can celebrate those wins. We can continue to ask God to help us have an open heart and an open mind and actually see that there are other people in the body who have something that you don't have and you need it. <laughs> so we value one another in a deeper way. And it says even here too, as you're saying that, that, that when we're doing this, when we're doing it together, it helps us to avoid schemes of the enemy, culture, things that we heard again, back to like, well, I can't do this because as we help each other, it keeps us from getting thrown around by the outside world or some of the things that a culture that invaded the church and some of the misconceptions about who should be doing discipleship, that that's what this does as well is it builds us up to then be able to go do this and actually live this out by starting with building us up and building up us to be stronger so that we're out there that we don't fall into some of these traps or some of these things that we think we know it kind of helps us in that way as well so good yeah i I mean here's my kind of closing thought if you don't know what your primary giftings are you need to start exploring that first with scripture but there are also tests and tools and all those things but when the rubber meets the road, the only way you're going to really know what your primary gifting is, is if you're actually putting in the seven sales, you're actually going out and practicing it. You will learn so much and you also learn from other people, but don't just learn your gifts, learn what other people's gifts are too, so that you will know what they have to offer and equip you in. Do the seven sales and ask your spouse. Or do the seven sales and ask your teenager. <laughs> there you go. The, you might get the, the honesty will be in there. So there, there, there might be some uh, extra on top of it as well. But um, yes, I think asking others what they see in you. And that goes back to the seven sales of it, being in a group of, with extraordinary prayer and discovering God's word. All those things will help you get to a place where you can ask someone and they can be honest with you. Hey, I see this in you. And you may not see it yourself. You may be exploring scripture. You may be going through your your past experiences and you may not see it where someone else sees it or something you think is a strength. They might be like, well, maybe it is, but you're using it as, as as a weapon that kind of destroys instead of maybe how God intends it. And so when we're doing, doing these spiritual disciplines together, yeah, I think it, it reveals a lot and others are a part of that revealing Mm -hmm. process. So. Yeah. Hey, I just feel uh, led. We've never done this before, I don't think. But I feel, feel led that maybe we should just close this particular podcast out with prayer. And specifically, just pray for those of you who are listening that um, you would recognize that you are highly loved by God, but you're also gifted by God. And that we, we just want to pray. I'm asking Joe to pray that the Holy Spirit would reveal to you um, things that you don't know about your giftings and the giftings of others, because, uh, man, we can't take for granted how much we can learn from the Holy spirit that's been given to us by Jesus himself. I like this. Let's, let's do it. 
Father, we just welcome you in uh, to this time. Whenever someone's listening to it, Lord, we know that uh, your Holy Spirit can be right there with them, Father. I thank you for this word that you've showed us these gifts that you've given us, Lord, that you've given us this word that says that we're going to use them together, that each one of us is going to equip each other with these giftings that you've given us in sharing them, Lord, so that we can all do what you've called us to do. So I just thank you for your word, Lord. And I just pray wherever uh, someone is at, Lord, that you would begin to speak into their lives the giftings that you've given them, Lord. Um, and just to understand them, to celebrate them, but also to hone them in, Lord, as well, to better understand how to use them and the fact that, Lord, you want them to be your disciple. Jesus, you said, I want you to follow me. I don't care who you are. I want you to follow me. And then I want you to go do these things. So every single person can do them. And it just starts with a small step. So I pray over these people, Lord, that that first step would come today, that as they put down the earphones or the podcast, Lord, that they would take that first step. They would read the scripture and they'd say, Lord, show me one way in which I can discover my gifting and put it into use, Lord, today. And that they would be able to do that and that we would be able to celebrate it, that we would hear stories, Lord, of someone saying, I had the first spiritual conversation because I realized and understood Um that I could stop and listen to someone and speak into their lives or that I love sharing things and that I could start with this common ground of a, a conversation that turned into a spiritual one because I am a, as someone who has evangelism as a strong gifting, Lord, whatever it might be. Or if someone says, I'm quiet, I don't know, Lord, how to have conversations that you would just say, here, I've started it. I have the conversation ready for you. Go go and do it. And that you would give them courage and boldness to do that, Lord. So I just pray, yeah, that we close as we close, that the giftings would be revealed so that we as a smaller micro churches can be strong in the body in this in the way the scripture says, but our larger church can be unified as well, Lord. Where people are just using their giftings all over our cities, our states our nation, our world, Lord. That is how we are going to multiply as being a whole body, Lord, and doing this together and making disciples. And I pray all this mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And next week, we'll talk about how to forgive somebody who has a different gifting than you. Joking. <laughs> Love you guys. Well, thanks yeah. for listening to the Sent to Share podcast. Our goal is to encourage you to live a Sent to Share life with an aim to make disciples who make disciples where simple churches emerge. If you have questions about what it means to be sent to share, making disciples who make disciples that lead to movement and the birth of a collective of simple churches in your city, we would love to connect with you. You can find out more at senttoshare.com.